Hello, and welcome to another episode of the SkyTap Podcast. For any new listeners out there, this show is made up of vendor-neutral, sales-pitch-free discussions that we've been lucky to have with some outstanding guests who come from all walks of life. We talk to software testers, developers, IT directors, DevOps enthusiasts, as well as those in the virtual training space. We present this show as an opportunity for you to get to learn more about how others are tackling some of the biggest challenges in software and training delivery today. And if you'd ever like to be a guest on the show, or there's someone you'd like to hear us interview, let us know. You can reach out to us on Twitter at SkyTap, on Facebook, where we can be found at SkyTap Cloud, or on LinkedIn. Let's go ahead and get today's show started. A couple of weeks ago at the Star East Testing Conference, I kept bumping into Dave Higgins, a QA evangelist at UK-based Hotels.com. I got him to agree to record an episode of the show while we were there at the conference, and I'm really glad I did. There's so much innovation and a real focus on delighting customers going on in the hospitality industry these days, which is exciting for customers, as more and more functionality with our mobile devices and wearables and other really cool new features are released. But this makes for a massively competitive space, and Hotels.com is right there in the middle of it. Dave shared some really interesting bits of info about how Hotels.com's 40-plus development and testing teams are organized, and how they're working toward continuous delivery across each of those teams. Don't want to spoil any more of the surprises, but we hope you enjoyed this week's episode. We thank you for joining us here on the SkyTap podcast, and let's get started. Let's have you talk about Hotels.com a little bit, um, okay. a little bit how you're, you're set up. I know you said that you were really proud of the, the teams and the setup you have, so I'd yep. love to know kind of what some of that Certainly. organization is. Um, well, the, the hardest, not so much a challenge as such, but the, I, it's the sheer scale of what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got about 40 development teams um, based in, um, half of them are based in London. Um, all of the project management and tech leadership is in London as well. Um, we outsource about... A, Almost half of our work goes to um, teams in Hungary, uh, so we're at Vpan Systems um, as an outsourced partner. There's teams in Budapest, in Szeged, and Debrecen in Hungary, uh, and then we've got small teams in Rome as well. Um, so we're spread across several sites, um, about 40 teams all developing their own areas of the site, which then comes together into an amalgamated release. We have a release test team which tests it end to end, and then it gets pushed out to production. Um, one of the big challenges we're facing this year, by the end of this year, we've set ourselves a target to have all of our teams doing continuous delivery. Hmm. So 40 plus teams all delivering to one final application whenever they feel like it. Yeah, that's it's a uh, big goal. It's going to be a laugh a minute. It's, uh, it's going to be interesting, um, but we're on track. The pipeline's set up and established. Um, there are teams using it already. It's just a case of getting adoption sorted out um, and bringing everyone up to speed, getting everyone doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got a good DevOps structure in place as well, uh, which helps things along. Everyone, And the most important thing that we've got is we have a very flat structure. <laughs> so anyone can go and talk to anyone about anything. Um, in that respect, we've got a very good culture. So for instance, I'd, I'd have no problem going to our CTO and saying, this isn't quite right. Perhaps we can change things this way. Mm-hmm. And he'd have no problem with me doing that. He'd sort of take it on board and filter it down. 
I wouldn't yeah. go that high immediately, yeah. of course. Right. Um, but I'd, I'd have no problems with going to anyone, asking anything, and that's same, the same across the board. Right. So going to continuous delivery, and with that being such a, a big goal, I, I saw a session one time here at one of the STAR conferences mm -hmm. where a guy, um, I think he was from Capital One, said that you know he always advised people to you know uh, try to get there, mm -hmm. even if you just get close. Yeah, that's better than not being absolutely. So that, that, you know, that, that yeah, to get there is fantastic, but even getting close can have huge rewards. Absolutely. I mean, it, I think the the plan is by the end of. Once we've got everyone doing continuous delivery and everything's ready, the plan is to be able to go from concept to prototype mm -hmm. in an hour. Okay. That's our, our overreaching goal, um, and that's we've got a very good art, uh, automation architect mm -hmm. on board, um, Sven Van Laar, hi Sven, um, who has just come in and revolutionized what we're doing with automation. Mm -hmm. He essentially came in and tore up what we had as far as automation infrastructure mm -hmm. uh, and he's sort of working with Sandlin WebDriver and Java and just come in and really put his footprint on the whole thing and speed everything up immensely. Uh, and it's he's the one who came up with that lofty goal of getting everything yeah. in an hour. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you talked about having you know a good DevOps structure in place as well. So mm -hmm. I assume with the automation you are able to automate those things that um, I heard someone say, you know, that automation is great for automating the things you don't want to do so yes. that you can do the things you, that you do. That's the, that's the real key of automation is using it properly. Um, automation should be about doing the routine and mundane stuff, the, the repetitive stuff. Right. If, you, if, you, if you've got manual testers who are just working from a checklist top to bottom, that's a complete waste of manual testing. Mm -hmm. Automation should be covering that that then frees up the manual testers, the ones who have got who should have the real creative minds. Mm -hmm. That frees them up to them to go and do exploratory testing and to really dig into the corners of the application mm -hmm. and search out the stuff that automation won't. Mm -hmm. The the two work hand in hand. Automation is never going to replace manual testing. Right. So you talked about how with your team being as large as it is and mm -hmm. growing even bigger that that can create uh, challenges for your for your ops teams. Yeah. I imagine if you have you know that many teams all uh, uh, putting in new code that mm -hmm. frequently, I assume that's one of them, but what, the, what are some other challenges for them? Um, well, the big problem our ops team had until recently, um, the thing is, um, we've had an awful lot of growth in the last five years. These these 40 teams that we now have, um, five years ago, didn't exist. Mm. We had a couple of development teams in London, some teams in Hungary, um, the majority of dev and test work was done in Hungary. The London team was only established in the last five years. Mm. Um, so the, the big challenge we've had is that we've grown so rapidly in such a short space of time, but our operations team didn't. Right. Um, so we still had the same number of people and the same resources still trying to keep up with now 40 teams who are releasing stuff and, and that sort of thing. It's only now that we've sort of started reinvesting in operations mm -hmm. um, and getting new folks on board and, and just really expanding that area mm -hmm. so that we can properly support the pipeline and delivery and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So looking at this industry in general for, for Hotels.com, mm -hmm. I, I know that um, there, there would be, a, I would assume, a number of third parties that, uh, that Hotels.com would integrate with. Yeah. Um, what are some of the challenges of kind of um, maintaining a release schedule that works with all those integrations when you've got updates and releases coming from them as well um, and, and just everyone staying uh, Everyone having a system that still mm -hmm. integrates smoothly with everything else. Um, I think probably a good example of that would be recently we, for a lot of our SEM and big data stuff, we rely on Hadoop. Okay. Um, and Hadoop, I, I, I don't know how widespread it was, but Hadoop recently had a, a long outage, mm -hmm. which essentially left our teams stuck for a couple of sprints, not being able to do anything. Mm -hmm. um, so we 
obviously we've got that dependency. We can, we do have service agreements and we do still sort of chase up and try to get things done as quickly as possible, but there's times when it's just not possible. So we have teams not necessarily sitting idle because there's always something to do, right. but it does mean we're not getting things over the finish line. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so that's a challenge and it can be demotivating as well, yeah. so it's, it's a case of keeping people focused and saying look, we can, we can still develop, there are still things that we can do, mm -hmm. um, so let's focus on those and then we will do our best to catch up and get back on track once, mm -hmm. once everything is back up and running. Um, yeah, I was going to say that, um, that I started thinking too that with um, I know at SkyTap we're seeing a lot of uh, these traditional legacy apps, these giant monolithic, you know, yes. like whatever you want to call them. People are now figuring out ways to modernize those and innovate on top of those faster than they used to be able yeah. to. I would imagine that for you know creating you know like let's say the Hotels.com mobile app, mm -hmm. by being able to um, uh, have those legacy systems upgrade, upgraded faster or yes. modernized faster, that helps. Uh, it does do, do modernization. It does. I mean, well. up until uh, up until about three years ago, Hotels.com was a monolith. It was the, the Hermes web app. It was called, and the whole thing was a monolith. Mm -hmm. um, and, but it was around that time we then decided to split the applications, and that's where the development team started spinning up. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it broke down into individual apps for shopping and search and booking and nice. landing pages and whatever it is. It's been sort of broken down. There's still a few bits that are integrated. Um, and it's very hard to decouple, mm -hmm. but um, breaking things down it makes it a lot easier to do agile, so it makes everything becomes more iterative and smaller releases by smaller teams, and it, it just made the whole thing go a lot faster. So you guys yes. using agile uh, in, uh, in what ways? Where was <laughs> agile development testing? Um, the, the thing about the thing, the way we use agile um, is it's different for every team. Um, we don't, we're not prescriptive in that um, we say you will use Agile and you will use it in this way. Right. Um, every team works in their own way, they've got their own priorities, their own cadence that they work at. So no, it's probably wrong to say that no two of our teams use Agile in the same way, mm -hmm. but everyone's got their own sort of little twist on it. So some people use Scrum, some people use Kanban, um, some people use hybrids. Really, it's, it's horses for courses, and it's having the trust in the teams mm -hmm. that they know what's best for what they're doing. The one thing we, we're very big on is making sure that when we hire people, we're getting the right people in, in the first place. Right. Um, and when we do that, we then have that level of trust in that they've got the knowledge and the experience in what they're doing to be able to say, actually, I think we should do things just this way and it will make things a lot better. Um, and management isn't prescriptive uh, in saying that but you must do it this way. We hire people who know what they're doing, so we let them do it. Right. I was going to ask what makes them the right people. Is I would assume another thing is understanding this whole new view of you know of everyone owning quality and everyone being responsible for yes. speed and that whole DevOps mindset too. Absolutely. Um, we're we're very big on that. Um, we, I've I've never known a company that has such a rigorous interview process. Hmm. Um, I, I know that certainly the, we had a new development manager coming recently, and I know that he went through a, uh, a phone screen with HR, a phone screen with uh, with me because I, for some reason, got into got to interview a dev manager. Right. Uh, he did a series of face-to-face -face interviews with about four different people. I think he may have done a second lot with directors as well. Um, and I think by the time he was done, he'd been interviewed by about seven people. Um, and there has to be consensus. Right. So, yeah. so that in that respect, we we're strict in our interview criteria. Mm -hmm. 
So I was going to ask you too. A lot of um, talking about innovation and experimentation. A lot of yeah, exactly. you know hotels and uh, flights, like these mobile sites, are able to do more and more things as far as integrating with uh, you know um, mm -hmm. uh, uh, loyalty programs, choosing your own seat, unlocking your own hotel room door, mm -hmm. all, all of these kinds of things that can now be done. What are some of the the kind of fun innovation <laughs> and stuff that people just didn't have a couple of years ago that y'all are working on now? Um, the mo certainly the native mobile apps um, have come on an absolute bundle since since we first launched them. Yeah. Um, all sorts of cool stuff like passbook integration so you can get a copy of your of your reservation straight to passbook. Right. Um, and to Apple Watch as well, yeah. we started Apple Watch integration. Um, the once the technology is there and once wireless technology gets into hotels, the idea is to be able to open your hotel room door with your watch. Yeah. Um, but um, we're still somewhere away from that just because the hotels themselves don't necessarily have the technology to do it. Yeah. Um, but it's something that's in the back of our mind. It's something we want to be able to offer is something seamless where you can sort of check in from your watch right. based on your location mm -hmm. um, and then go to your room and beep the watch via NFC mm -hmm. um, and, and have the whole thing being seamless. So it's, it's in the back of our minds, but yeah. we're slightly yeah. ahead of the technology on that one. Nice. So is this a thing where most of these kind of things, you see them coming from customer um, expectations or are these uh, hospitality companies providing things to customers that they didn't even know um, to to some degree it's it's we we work on the feedback from customers mm. but a lot of the time um, it comes from, we have sort of analytics teams and marketing teams and that sort of thing who will then come to us and say wouldn't it be cool if we did this um, and even as technology teams we do the same thing we think you know what it would be so brilliant to do this mm. no one else is doing this this would be fantastic yeah. Um, so innovation comes from everywhere, right? Uh, and again, with the flat structure, anyone can bring it. Right. So then, last question would be: since mm -hmm. with you being responsible for uh, for QA mm -hmm. uh, there, what's a what's a current quality goal or a, um, an ongoing quality goal? Is it just increasing? Is it de decreasing the number of bugs in production? Is it just overall quality? Is it like what's a benchmark that, um, you're, that you're being held to? A benchmark we're being held to. Um, we, we always have a bug limit, um, which I think most folks do. Um, it's not really, it, although it's sort of counted as, as one of our overreaching goals, it's, it's not really used as, as, a, uh, as an assessment metric, right. I suppose. Yeah. We don't assess people on it. Um, we do sort of give people a nudge if they go over their individual team limit, um, just for the sake of keeping the quality high. Um, metrics that we use. Um, we do have an overreaching goal. Um, <laughs> we changed it slightly from last year. So last year we had a, a goal in our overall tech goals to automate 80% of our testing. Mm -hmm. It's it's a noble ambition, but we were slightly off base because we've got teams who, who just can't do that amount of automation. Mm -hmm. The nature of their work means that they do a lot of manual stuff, um, so it won't be possible for them to automate 80% of their testing. So we've changed it slightly this year, um, so that the goal is every team must automate 80% of the tests that they are able to automate, okay. which is a much fairer goal. Right, that's true. I can see where there would be cases where you know that number works for some teams, and yeah, you know, as long as you're again, as long as you're automating the things that. Um, uh, a decrease business value by being the, yeah. by them being done manually. You're, you're kind of on the right path. Absolutely, and as I said, to it's automation is key to freeing up the yeah. the creative minds of, of the testers. They're the ones who really know the system under test better than anyone. So they're the ones who can really do deep testing and get stuck into things. Yeah. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode. I want to thank both Dave Higgins and Hotels.com for the time they gave us while we were both at Star East, 
And real quick, before you go, we'd love for you to check out some of our previous episodes, which can be found on soundcloud.com by searching for SkyTap Cloud. You can also find them by visiting the SkyTap blog from time to time. And you can also subscribe to the show on iTunes to be the first to know when each new episode is live. Thank you all so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time on the SkyTap Podcast. Mm-hmm.